Amen. All right, turn with me to the book of Romans. Romans chapter 1. We're going to pick up where we left off last week talking about Thanksgiving. This is the second tape uh, or the second service. It should be four services total on Thanksgiving. And uh, last week we started talking about Thanksgiving, first of all, being the will of God. It says, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God. If you don't know what the will of God is, it's real simple. Give thanks. Give thanks. Out of all the different options there are in this world, giving thanks is the will of God for your life in everything. Not necessarily for, but in everything, give thanks. We found out why. Last week we found out why, because thanksgiving is what I call or refer to as the master key to the keys of the kingdom. Jesus said to Peter, I'll give you the keys to the kingdom. See, there's a kingdom that Jesus came to bring. He told the Jewish people, he said, he said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So there's a kingdom that he brought to this earth and living in that kingdom, there are certain keys that loose and bind. See, loosing and binding is not you saying loosening and binding. Loosing and binding is usually using the keys to open and close. So you need to know what the keys are to operate and live within the kingdom of heaven on this earth. The master key for the kingdom of heaven, I believe, is the key called thanksgiving. There is nothing more important in your life. There's nothing that can change your situations, that can change you faster than you being thankful and walking in a spirit of thankfulness. We, we looked at Noah's, uh, Jonah's life last week in the belly of the well. There's something that had to change. He was going to come out of that well one way or the other, and thanksgiving determined the way he came out. But circumstances are going to change no matter what. The key is, how are you going to be in that circumstances? One of the principles we talked about last week that I do not want you to forget that you must remember how you leave a situation is how you enter the next. That's just a principle of life. If, you, if you're hurt leaving a relationship, you're going to go into that next relationship hurt unless something happens. But if you just let the natural course of things happen, the way you leave is how you enter the way you leave one church is how you enter the next. If you're mad at leadership and you leave a church, you're going to be mad at leadership coming into a church. If you leave a job all mad and frustrated at your boss, you're going to go into that job all mad and frustrated. How you leave determines how you enter. So if you want your life to change, not necessarily the circumstances, but if you want to change, because what's more important than the circumstance changes, first of all, is you changing. We read some scripture in the book of Romans, and that's where we're at right now. We're going to go back and talk about one of those things. In Romans chapter 1, it says right here in verse 21, this is talking about a group of people that knew the power of God. They knew, had knowledge of God and His wisdom and His power and His attributes. And it says this, in verse 21 it says, because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were thankful, but became. 
they became. See, in other words, a process of change, transformation took place. They were once one way and now they're another way. And what caused that was unthankfulness. They weren't thankful. They had an unthankful spirit. And they became vain or, or frutile in their thoughts. In other words, that, to give you a better understanding of what that's talking about, it's talking about their thoughts were worthless, didn't have any value. Have you ever known, have you ever been around somebody that they had lots to say, but it just really didn't carry any weight? Now, don't be pointing fingers and stand up and say, yeah, that guy over there, you know, don't be nudging your, your husband or your wife, you know. What happens is when you become unthankful, you become self-centered, and everything that you think about is for yourself. So all your vast knowledge and wisdom you have how to, to take over the world, like Pinky and the Brain, if you know who Pinky and the Brain is, you know who Pinky and the Brain is, don't you? You know, it doesn't serve anybody else any good, just yourself. See, unthankfulness is the fruit of selfishness. If you live a life of being unthankful, you're just saying that the only person you've really cared about in life is yourself. Because for you to be thankful, you have to humble yourself and consider and give honor to something else other than yourself. You have to recognize there's somebody in this world besides you. It says right here, they became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. It's really important for you to understand because there's just, see, there's no life in the heart. Uh, we're doing a series on Wednesday night dealing, you know, uh, dealing with hearts and the, the spirit, soul, and the body. And you're going to see this throughout this teaching, the two things, uh, and that's thankfulness and heart, thankfulness and heart, how they go together. And look over in the book of Ephesians chapter 4 real quickly. Ephesians chapter 4, it says this. Verse 17, This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk. Stop right there. How many people are Gentiles? Raise your hands. We all are. So who's this talking to? Let's make this real personal. It's to a group of people that have a certain kind of mindset. See, the Jewish people have a different kind of mindset. The Gentiles have another kind of mindset. Listen to what it says. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer, that means you used to, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened. There's that word darkened again. Being alienated. What's the result? What's the result of having understanding or a dark heart being alienated from the life of God see if you have a dark heart that's caused by unthankfulness watch the connection if you have a dark heart or if you're an unthankful person that has a dark heart you're not experiencing the life of God It is the zoe of God, the life. Jesus came to bring us life and life more abundantly. 
So let's flip this around. If you're not experiencing life and life more abundantly, if you're not experiencing the zoe of God, it's because of the condition of your heart. And the condition of your heart, see, it's not God that He hasn't... Sometimes we think that God just hasn't loved me or God just hasn't done this for me. No, that's not the problem. See, everything that pertains to life and godliness has already been given to us. Jesus was on the cross. He said, it is finished. It's done. What has to take place is we have to transform. We have to renew our mind to what's already been done. If you're not experiencing the life of God in your life, in your circumstances, it's because you have a heart condition. That heart condition is caused because of unthankfulness. Unthankfulness is caused by selfishness, self-centeredness. The way out of that is what? Thanksgiving. You can change the very life that you experience by being thankful. You don't have to go to Bible school. You don't have to get a seminary degree. You don't have to go to conferences throughout the world to show that you're a word person. Just be thankful. You have a choice in life to magnify God or magnify the problem. Here's a principle. You can magnify your problem larger than it really is, can't you? None of us have ever done that. Can you magnify God bigger than He is? Go ahead and try. In the process, you're going to get set free. Go ahead and try to magnify God bigger than He is. And you'll see your life changing because you've given Him glory. You're magnifying Him. So unthankfulness. I'm going to go ahead and read a little bit more. Having their understand dark and being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. Ignorance doesn't mean stupid. It means lack of knowledge, unaware. See, because of their darkened heart, it caused them not to be aware of what's available to them. How many people in the body of Christ are not aware of what Jesus has already done for them? That all the promises of God are yes and amen. We're still trying to live under, a, 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 under the old covenant. But the old covenant was done away with at Calvary. And the new covenant was brought in. And we're ignorant of that because under the old covenant, you're not thankful. You're just obedient. Under the new covenant, it's you being thankful for Jesus' obedience. There's a difference in atmosphere. There's a difference in heart. Turn with me to the... Um, well, let me read some more first. Having the understanding dark and being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart. See, the issues in the heart. It's a heart condition. I'm going to read a scripture to you. And we're, we're, you're going to get to know the scripture quite well. In Proverbs chapter 4, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. We're going to start reading there. And we're going to see something. I want you to see that the most powerful thing in your life that affects your life, uh, and this is where thankfulness comes out of, in verse 20 it says in Proverbs 4, My son, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my saying, 
Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Keep his words where? In our head? No, in our heart. What happens? For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. So the word of God in your heart will produce life, zoe, life. It will produce health. If it's in your heart, the fruit of the word being manifested in your life, in your heart will produce life and health. Next verse. Keep your heart. You can't say, God, please keep my heart. No, he's told you to keep your heart. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of your heart springs the issues of life. The way you are. See, God doesn't determine, oh, this is just the way God made me. No, it's not. It's the way you have made you. It's the way circumstances have made you. Most of us are the way we are, I call it this way, out of default. You've just been a victim of the surrounding circumstances and the surrounding information in your life, and you've just adapted to it. You've become what the world has dictated. The scripture says here, your heart determines the issues. The word issues is the boundaries, borders. It's what controls you. It's the realm that you live in, your heart. How come some people can win the lottery and three years later be more broke than they were before they won the lottery? because they have issues in their heart. There, there, were, there was not wealth in their heart. They didn't have stewardship in their heart. The very life that they, money is not going to solve your problem. Your heart being conditioned by the word of God is going to affect your life forever. So you've got a choice in life to let the world dictate to your heart what affects you or the word dictate to your heart what affects you but it's up to you. That's why the scripture says not to be conformed to this world, but to transformed by the renewing of your mind. You have to not, you can't be ignorant of what's in here. But if you have a darkened heart because of unthankfulness, you're going to, people will remain ignorant of God's word and his truth. You can change all of that by simply being thankful. Last week we talked about thankfulness affects things. This week we're going to talk about access. You're going to see some things about thanks, how powerful Thanksgiving is. Matter of fact, uh, Psalms uh, 100 verse 4 says, Enter the gates with, and enter the courts with. You can't even enter the court. In the old covenant, they had the, 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 the temple set up, and there was an outer court, inner court, and they had... Uh, enter the gates. You couldn't even come into the gate. You couldn't come in to bring your sacrifice to pay for your sins. You couldn't even go in there without being thankful. That just, that's just not a good song. That's what was required. Before the sacrifice could be accepted, you had to be thankful. Mm. Psalms 95 says, enter his presence with thanksgiving. 
Even in the Old Covenant, you couldn't even come into God's presence without being thankful. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 12. In whom we have boldness and access with confidence. I'm going to start reading with verse 11. According to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith. This verse tells us here that the access and the boldness, and the scripture says, approach the throne of grace boldly in the time of need. To approach boldly. Not, not like you're whipped or defeated or, or you're scared lightning's going to come out of heaven. It says approach the throne of grace boldly, but not only did Jesus give us the, the, the ability to approach the throne of grace boldly, but he gave us the access. See, because of what he did at Calvary, he created the access for us to approach God boldly. We, have, we, can, have the pre, we can enter his presence boldly, but it takes a key to open the door into the realm called access. Jesus tells us the key. The Word tells us the key. How many times does it say, um, uh, turn with me to Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Philippians 4, verse 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Now I want you to know, I pray. But I pray with thanksgiving. See, it's not about just praying. It's not about being supplication. I know people praying like this. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. And if you come up with whatever scenario you want to come up with. Oh, the school system is so rotten. Oh, our government is going down the drain. Oh, what about America? Anybody can prophesy the problem. Start prophesying the solution. Be thankful that you have a government. Thankful you've got a school system. Be thankful. The scripture says, be, says, it says right here, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication. How do we pray? And how do we pray with supplications? With thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And here's the result, if, this is what happens, if you pray and make your supplications be made known to God with thanksgiving, this is the result, that the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your Thanksgiving is the key for you to guard your heart. As you're thankful to God. See, thankfulness gives you access to God. Thankfulness gives you access to God. That's incredible. See, just praying doesn't give you access to God. Praying with thankfulness gives you access to God. Because when you're thankful, you're an attitude of faith, not fear. Do you think God knows what's going on? 
He doesn't need you to tell him. He needs you to tell him that you know that he's God. And he can take care of you. Colossians verse four, uh, chapter 4. Colossians chapter 4. Oh, are y'all ready for a ride? What time is it? Make sure I've got enough time for this. Anybody have the time? I can't see the clock back there. It's what? Oh, perfect. Yeah. Another two hours. Perfect. All right. <laughs> you think that's kidding? Okay. Colossians chapter 4. Masters, give your bondservants what is just and fair, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. I like this because um, what this means is, even though, see, don't ever think you're at the top of the totem pole. That's, what, that's how I interpret this. It doesn't matter if, you have, if you're a boss, an owner, if you've got a thousand employees. You may be the top of your totem pole in your business, but you're not top of the totem pole in creation. Well, this is letting you know that you've always got somebody that you can thank. You've always got somebody you can thank. Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with, with thanksgiving. So we're supposed to be about prayer. Because prayer, or thanksgiving, gives you access when you pray. When we pray, we need to be praying with thanksgiving. Thank God for the solutions to the problems that you have. That's how you do it. Thank God that it's in the Word. Thank God that Jesus has already paid the price for the problems you're going through. See, this puts you in an understanding, a mindset of what Jesus has really done for you all the time. That's why the Bible says, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God. God wants you to know, in every situation, that He is able. He wants you focused on the positive, not the negative. Well, that sounds like New Age thinking. It's positive thinking. Mind over matter. Listen, that's not New Age. That's Old Age. God's been telling us to do that for a long time. It's not New Age. Think you're, Paul says, I think myself happy. Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Meanwhile, praying also for us. Before we get into that, I'm going to go over here. The word vigilant is really awesome. I'm going to read a couple things here, actually nine of them. If you're writing these down, uh, write fast. because <laughs> What can I say? All right. The word vigilant. Listen to this. There's just nine things. We're not going to talk about all of them. We're going to talk about some. The word vigilant literally can be translated or understood in this way. When it says vigilantly, with, pray vigilantly with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, when we're supposed to be vigilant in prayer with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving produces the vigilance. Right? This is what it means to be vigilant. To collect one's faculties. Have you ever known anybody that didn't have all their faculties? Don't be nudging your... I, I, saw, I saw him do that. Don't be doing that. 
You know how you can collect all your faculties? Be thankful. Thankfulness will help you keep your faculties as you grow older. The more thankful you are, the more faculties you will retain. You ever know somebody that has lost their faculties to the degree they're not useful anymore? And they're not even old. Thankfulness can change that. It also means, vigilant means to awaken or to arise from sleep. Have you ever been around somebody, it's just like they might as well be asleep, nothing's going on. They're not even there. You know, when a person is sleeping, if they're not snoring, you can't tell if they're awake or dead. We'll get into that more in the Bible because it talks about the comparison of the two. It talks about Christians that are, appear to be dead, but they're just asleep. Because, see, there's nothing going on. Thankfulness can change that. See, it doesn't mean, see, you can't pray. What it's saying is when you pray, pray with all your faculties. You want another scripture for that? Confess your faults one to another because the fervent and effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much. See, that's someone with his faculties. That's someone with awareness of who he is in Christ. I don't want someone praying for me that's not aware of who they are in Christ. Oh, God, just, just bless Pastor Curtis and his... I want someone to pray in faith that's full of their faculties. Thankful. You know, you, you, we won't get into that. We, that's whew, almost opened a big door right there. It also means come from the sitting down or lying down position. That means getting up, rising up. I like, I like the scripture says, Arise, shine, for the light has come, for the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. See, that's vigilance. See, when you pray, see, this is just not a list of things that, Oh, that's a good little list there, Pastor Curtis. No, listen, this is how we're supposed to pray. We're supposed to pray vigilantly, with life, full of our faculties, not in a sluggard like, well, okay, oh, I'll just throw this one out there. Pray with purpose, okay? To come, to, to come from a sitting down or lying down position. See, thankfulness can change that. To come from, a, a, to come from disease, it literally means that you can come out of disease. How does that work? How will... How can you pray? It says, Thanksgiving will cause you to be vigilant. And vigilant means to come out of disease. See, the scripture says, Thankfulness makes the heart merry. A merry heart doth good like a... Is that not awesome? You being thankful will cause your heart to be merry. The very act of you having a merry heart is going to create enzymes in your body that's going to attack the negatives in your body. You will begin to produce health within yourself. See, Proverbs 4 said that if you keep his word in your heart, health and life. It fits too good not to be true, people. Thankfulness can radically change your health. Thankfulness can radically change your life. Thankfulness gives you access to God. Watch this. Not only does act, thankfulness give you access to God, 
it gives you access to people. There were nine things. Let me read the rest of this and we'll go on real quickly. To arise from death, to arise from obscurity. You ever feel like you're just out there all by yourself? Don't raise your hand. You ever feel that you're just out there all by your, you're just this world, you're just, just out there, no one even knows you exist. You can change that. It's, what it's saying is don't pray that way, don't pray from a position of obscurity. That's what it's saying. It's saying pray with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving will cause you to realize there's, see, for you to be thankful means you, get, you have to recognize there's someone else, God. You're not alone. I want you to write this down. I'll even say this slow. You won't find a thankful person being lonely. You won't find a lonely person being thankful. If you're lonely, it is because you're not thankful. You know, you can have all kinds of people. You know, the epitome of selfishness is suicide. The epitome of selfishness is suicide. People commit suicide because they're all alone. And they have people all around them that love them. But because of an unthankful heart, they have grown so selfish, they don't see. In their heart, they feel all alone. They're obscure. No one knows they're here, so why bother? It's the epitome of selfishness. I've never met anybody. Let's put it this way. No one that's ever committed suicide was thankful. They're always unthankful. And that is the result of unthankfulness. It goes on. There's this show, to, uh, being, out of, uh, uh, being out of a state of inadequacy, uh, coming from ruin, and it goes on. Uh, we're going to go ahead. But those are all things that for the word fervent means. So when it says... Be fervent in your prayer with thanksgiving. means thanksgiving will help you out of those things. We're not supposed to pray in the situation. We're supposed to pray in the answer. You understand what I'm saying? We're supposed to pray in and also in position the answer. Not in the circumstances. You pray in the situation. Access, thankfulness gives you access to God. It also gives you access to people. Uh, same page over here in Colossians. Same chapter in Colossians chapter 3, verse 15, it says, And let the peace of God rule your hearts. Here we go again. Let the peace of God rule your hearts. So we're talking about the heart. To which you were called in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word and deed, do all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks. 
How much clearer? We're, we're talking about giving thanks. Listen to the next verse. Wives, submit to your husbands as fitting to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives uh, and uh, do not be bitter toward them. Children, obey your parents. Fathers, do not provoke your children. Bond servants, obey. Listen, all these things it's telling us to do. You can't submit. You can't love. You can't obey if you're not thankful for who you're submitting to. Wives, you can't submit to your husband if you're not thankful for him. Husbands, listen, you can't love your wife unless you're thankful for him. Children, you can't obey your parents. The key to you obeying your parents is thankfulness. I used to be a youth pastor. I had a bumper sticker. Shoot the parents, save the kids. You have to be youth pastor, right? Oh, you're not nodding. You're, you're politically correct by not nodding. That's very good. There is nothing like having children thankful for their parents because there's no problem honoring and receiving. See, when you're thankful, it's a sign of honor. Husbands, love your wife, honor them. See, if you're thankful for her, you're going to receive from her. And it's going to be easy to give your life for her as Christ did the church because you're counting her more valuable than you. Well, I go to work every day. I should be proof enough. <laughs> be thankful. Be thankful. Wives, there won't be a problem with submitting to your husband if you know he's thankful for you. And if you're thankful for him, you won't. See, see, thankfulness gives you access. Just not, see, it just doesn't give you access to God. It gives you access to people. But see, if Joy knows I'm thankful for her, that means she knows that she can speak into my, it gives her access to me. Thankfulness works both directions. Watch this. If my thankfulness lets Joy know that she can speak into me, my thankful to, thankfulness to God lets God know he can speak into me. It is the line of communication. If you're not thankful to God, he can't speak into your life. Why is it God's will for you to be thankful in everything? So he can speak into you. Access. See, look, 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 look what Paul did here. He goes on and talks about wives and masters being thankful. Be a, be a, uh, in verse 4 there it says, Masters, give your bondservants what is just and fair. Be thankful for them. Because you've got a master that you want just and fairness from. Remember, the way you leave is the way you enter. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. Paul says, there, says this, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for the saints, 
do not cease to give thanks. This is the Apostle Paul, and he's speaking to a group of people at Ephesus. He's telling them that he is giving God thanks for them, that he is thankful for this group of people at Ephesus. See, because they knew that he was thankful for them, they allowed him to speak into their life. I, I, I was the dean of a Bible school that I taught a class on ministerial ethics and procedures. I wish today, I wish then what I know today about ministerial ethics and procedures. It's not about doing stuff. I'd have one, one, one chapter in that class, and the whole class would be based around thanksgiving, thankfulness. See, Paul was thankful for the people God had given him. And because they knew that he was thankful, they opened their heart and let him speak into their lives. And they could speak into his, because they were thankful for him. This is the way the word works. The moment you're not thankful, see, it doesn't matter who we bring into the church. It doesn't matter what pastor you have here. It doesn't matter. We can have the most anointed people of God come in. If you don't honor them or give thanks for them, you're not going to receive. Jesus did not, could not do any great things in his own hometown because the people didn't honor him. They weren't thankful for him, so his gift could not be made manifest, not because of Jesus, but because of the people. That's why we have to learn to be thankful people. Not only is it going to change your life, it's going to change the other person you're thankful for. See, throughout the Word, and we've got some, we got scriptures, gazoobal scriptures. You know what gazoobles are? Just a whole bunches. And they're all coming out this morning. No, just kidding. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20. Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 20. I can't even start reading it. Verse 20. I'm going to start reading for the sake of time at verse 14. Therefore he says, Awake you who sleep. Didn't we just talk about that? People being, not being vigilant, praying like they're asleep. It says, Therefore he says, Awake you who sleep. Arise from the... See, you can't tell a difference between a sleepy person and a dead person. And Christ will give you light. See, thanksgiving will produce a light heart. Unthankfulness will produce a darkened heart. Paul said, I pray that your understanding be enlightened. Light comes in when you're thankful. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. See, remember in Romans, the problem was they became fools, thinking that they were wise, but they were unthankful. Unthankfulness made them become fools. Thankfulness will make you become wise. We're supposed to walk as wise people, just not speak it. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fool, but as wise, redeeming the time. Being thankful, see the Bible tells us that we need to redeem the time. One way to redeem the time is be thankful. Watch what happens. Wow. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. What is the will of the Lord? In everything, give thanks. 
It goes on. I'm going to read this fairly fast. And do not be drunk with wine wherein as excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks. There it is again. How do you do all this stuff? By giving thanks. Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting one to another in the fear of God. How do you submit one to another? By giving thanks. You can't do it. You can't submit to somebody you're not thankful for. Because you have no value for them. You know why a person doesn't have friends? Because they're the most valuable person in their universe. They're that selfish. If you want to have friends, be thankful. People know when you're thankful for them. A minister's job is to be thankful for the people God's given them. See, hurt people will always hurt people. And we have a lot of people in ministry that are hurt in their heart, and they're not thankful. They're self-absorbed. And everything that they do is really about them and, and their gifting and their anointing. It's really not about people. Matter of fact, the true ministers in the church are not the ones behind the pulpit wearing the suits. The true ministers are right out here that really care for people. Not saying we don't, but this is where it really happens. When people know that you care, oh man, you don't want to miss the last week of this. There's some scripture in the Word that tells you what's going to happen when God, when God finds a group of people that are thankful. When God finds a group of people that are thankful, there won't be an empty chair in the building. The reason that churches aren't full is because the churches are full of unthankful people. They're just concerned about their world and nobody else's. Well, I thought pastors were supposed to be nice. <laughs> I'm not saying this for me. It will change your life. You'll have more friends, more family than you've ever had before in your life by being thankful. Again, it says, submitting one to another in fear of God it says, wives, submit to your own husbands. It goes on. Again, you can't do that without being thankful. The key to life, church, is be thankful. I had two grandfathers in my life that I knew, uh, even at a young, I mean, especially at a young age. Matter of fact, I think that was the first time I've ever mentioned the one. One was Grandpa Smith. Grandpa Smith was a dairy farmer in Minnesota, uh, in Parker's Prairie. Uh, his name is Afton. I've never really referred to him as Afton Smith, because I knew him as Grandpa. Grandpa and Grandma. Everybody have a Grandpa and Grandma they remember? I even had a Gigi. That's a great-grandma. That was my mama's grandma. She had the softest arms, you know, that kind of... You know what I'm saying? Does sign language say enough? My Gigi was so thankful. Every time we showed up, 
it was like love personified. We as grandkids loved to be hugged by Gigi because you knew she was thankful. See, her thankfulness gave us access. We knew that we could approach her, that we had access to her because of the love and the thankfulness that we had. My, my, My grandpa, Grandpa Smith, there was a time when I was a young, 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 youngster at the time, and I was too close. There was a railroad track right by the farm, and I was just on the gate, just on the gate, but the train was like right there. You know, I'm going like. <sighs> Next thing I knew, there's this old big old hand, boom, and it's no big deal. And he just ripped me off that fence, uh, just out of my protection. But all oh, the devastation, because I knew that I had done something that he wasn't happy about. Not it wasn't, wasn't out of malice, but you know, I got corrected by my grandpa Smith. I remember it to this day because I honored him and the last person I wanted to hurt or disappoint was my grandpa Smith because he all, I mean, when we showed up from Texas, I was raised in Wichita Falls, Texas, and we'd drive up in the summertime to go see grandpa Smith. I knew when we, we, that we'd come down the driveway, that long driveway, go to the farmhouse. Eh, 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 eh. They'd come. We knew we were it, the thankfulness for us being there as grandkids. I was loved by my grandparents. The last people see when you know that God's thankful for you, and you're thankful for them. The last thing you want to do is disappoint the people you're thankful. Sin's not going to be a problem. Now, Frank Coker was my dad's father. I never called him grandpa in my life. He was mean, ornery. We were scared of him. He would come home, sit in his lazy boy, watch gun smoke, drink a beer, and eat his chicken fried steak with the same knife and fork every day. He was set in his way, and he didn't like it. (laughs) And to me, he is Frank Coker. He is not my grandfather. I never heard him say anything to me. He made no impact in my life because there was no access. Even the relationship that should have been there wasn't there. Can you relate? My father is still alive. I never knew, didn't, at being raised, I never knew that he was thankful for me. Never expressed his thankfulness. There's no access. I told him at eight years old I hated him. I hated him. Because he was all about himself. He wasn't a thankful man. He was just being a product of his father, Frank Coker. How you leave is how you, unless something touches your heart. 
It works both ways. Thankfulness gives you access to God. It gives, ac- God, gives God access to you. Thankfulness gives Noah access to me and me to Noah. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. You getting anything out of this this morning? It'll change your life. It is the master key to the kingdom of heaven on this earth. Again, actually, we've already read this. We're not going to read it again. It says to give thanks in everything. Let's stand up. Father, we give you praise and we give you glory. Holy Spirit, you truly are the great teacher. I pray right now, Father, that you, Holy Spirit, will take your word that's been planted in people's hearts this morning. That you'll take that word and will meditate on it. We'll think on it. It'll change our life. Father, as we leave this place, may we realize that our very life can change this morning. The very circumstances that we're in, thankfulness can affect. The people, the relationships that we've lost can be changed by being thankful. We can stop losing friends by being thankful for the ones we have we can realize that the world is bigger than me and be thankful for the world. The world's bigger than this church. It's not about just us. The church needs to be thankful for the community, thankful for this area and the world that we affect. You can only affect the world if the world knows you're thankful for it. Holy Spirit, help us. Show us how to be thankful. May it start with simple things that will change our life forever. Now, in my heart, church, I don't know if it's because I brought up my, my father. I wasn't planning on doing that. I was planning on bringing up my grandfathers. But I think I brought that up for a reason. I think there's somebody here. That you haven't been able to honor your father because of unthankfulness. And I'm just being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Whether you're a son or a daughter, it doesn't matter. I believe with all my heart God has given me the faith this morning to help you begin a process of becoming thankful. Once you start being thankful, forgiveness will come. If you need help in this area, I want to pray for you this morning. Matter of fact, I'm not going to embarrass you. I just want to with every head bowed and every eye closed, just raise up your hand. Just raise up your hand if you're the one I'm talking to right now. 
about an issue with a parent that you're not thankful for. Because I'm letting you know that you're not alone. I am in this prayer with you. You are not alone. It is you and me this morning. Anybody else? I've counted six people. Don't feel that you're alone. Anybody else? Raise up your hand. Thank you. Church, I want you to join me. Pray in the Spirit if you have your prayer language. But I'm going to pray for these seven to eight people this morning. You know who you are? I'm not going to embarrass you. I know this is a personal, intimate issue. Father, I hold up these right now to you. Holy Spirit, we all stand together. And we are so thankful that you've placed us on this earth. And even though we may have things against the ones that we're thinking of right now, I thank you, Father, that you use them to bring us here. that you used them to bring us here. And yes, we have their DNA in the flesh, but we have your DNA in the spirit. And right now, I choose and we choose to be thankful for the fact that you used them in spite of the circumstances that happened. Thank you that you used them to bring us here. I thank you for that. We thank you for that. Thank you that we're not a mistake. Thank you that you have purpose for each and every one of us. That you planned for us to be here. And they just did what they did because of the circumstances they were raised in. But we choose not to be that way any longer. We choose not to be affected by our past we choose to be affected by your future, the way you see us. I am so much a child of yours. We are so much a child of yours, God. I forgive my father for not loving me as a child. Right now, openly and publicly, I forgive my father for not caring for me. He didn't know any better. He didn't know any better. He was ignorant. He didn't know. Release me. I release you. I'm thankful for him in my life. Thank you, Father. 
Thank you, Father. Church, I want you to know that thankfulness will change your life. It'll change your life. It'll help you through the barriers that kept you from walking in victory. Amen. Did you hear the word of the Lord this morning? Then receive it in the name of Jesus. God be with you. Make sure you hug a neck. Shake a hand. Be thankful. Next week we're going to be talking about making wine. We're going to teach you how to make wine instead of W-H-I-N-E.